You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! Life was a series of cycles. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to kill. The team's falling apart. You of all people should know the dangers in getting between two siblings. You will never beat me. Johnny thinks I'm a traitor. I know exactly what that Kevlar won't protect. Count of death, 1159. It's another episode of the legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow, where each week Glenn and Aaron and myself sit down to discuss the DC double shot this week again on the CW. God damn it. Eventually they'll get the schedule straightened out, I'm sure, and we'll be back to having three shows. Uh, I think we're we're now on two weeks of Arrow with no Flash, and I think when that two weeks is up, it'll be two weeks of Flash with no Arrow. One is better than the other. I will leave it up to you to decide which is which. I think they'll be really surprised next week when their ratings skyrocket when it's just Flash and uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they didn't skyrocket for this episode of Arrow. The uh, the ratings actually went down. Uh, oh, really? Last week, yeah. Can I guess the exact moment everyone turned the channel? Uh, it's a. I'm just guessing people watched last week's episode and decided not to tune in this week. Is my right. <laughs> They're like the the bad guy is B girl this week. After they gave us fucking Heart Girl the week before, fuck this show, and they didn't tune in. And I should have taken their advice, but I didn't. You asked. You, you, I told you, you are like, oh, I have to watch Arrow the night before I go to bed. And I was like, you really don't. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, and as a result, I didn't even sleep that well, so I'm going to blame this show uh, for my lack of sleep. Uh, it's season four, episode 18 of Arrow Feels called... Like- Feels like nine. Feels like nine seasons to me right now. <laughs> it does. <laughs> They're just uh, retreading everything. Uh, look, this was a better. The, uh, I'll, I'll say before we get going. I thought this was ultimately a better episode than the last two episodes we watched. So yeah, but I think the show has just beaten me down to where it, yeah. I don't see love anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's like being a Lions fan. It's like after they go zero and sixteen, they win four games. You're like, dude, they won four games. Yeah, it's, you know, it's that's when you it's start still dog the, shit, but you get so you, happy about it. Yeah, well, as a Lions fan, I still hearken back to the glory days of when we were preseason champions. I believe we were undefeated in the preseason. That's yeah, what we're I fantastic until it actually matters. Yeah, that's what I hold on to. Preseason champions, Detroit Lions. Uh, so season four, episode 18 of Arrow called 1159. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Uh, so uh, I still don't get the, the title. Yeah, me neither. Oh, you know, no, I know. Uh, 1159 is when a certain character uh, kicked the can. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I kicked the can before they had a uh, on-screen, off-mic discussion. Yeah, they called it. Uh, time of yeah, death, a cliff, some cliffhanger. We're not going to find out until Nick. Get, go, come on, man. <laughs> Fucking Gimple, this motherfucker. Uh, oh, so... his, 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 his shit is just infesting like all of television. He, he's got to be stopped, man. <laughs> Stop this man. Uh, he so, should have been done after Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Now this prick is doing this to The Walking Dead. It's, oh, sorry. Uh, so uh, this was a speedweed joint. 
so uh, no, I know, but still, but, this but week the, was, this the gimpalisms are just there infesting television. Everybody's like, let's do a cliffhanger, even this though we week don't. Was, it's, fuck. This week was not written or directed by Speedweed. This was a, no, but he was co-exec. Oh, was he? Is Speedweed now a co-exec on this show? Isn't so. that just like a like a fluff credit anyway at this point, probably for him? He, he, yeah, it is, and he needs to lay off the speed and the weed. Uh, if this is or focus producing. more on one than the other, but yeah, yeah, yeah. there's some kind of an imbalance. One is bringing him up, the other is lowering him down. Perhaps I don't know. Uh, so we start off with Baby Brother Diggle tells Big Brother Diggle that he was approached by Malcolm Merlin about a plan to break Damien Dehark out of prison. Oliver and Diggle foil hives. It's like ever, the same pronunciation as Favre. Do you, do, Favre? Do you Favre. Ever, hey. Dahar. Dahar. You better Favre. watch what you say about the Golden Sun. Favre beans. Favre. Uh, Oliver and Diggle foil hives plans, but it turns out to be a ruse designed to let Malcolm and the League followers invade the bunker and steal Dahark's idol. The team attempts to, this from now on, this is. Look, until his performance gets better, that's how the name's getting pronounced. Uh, the team attempts to locate Malcolm uh, with Andy providing intel. Malcolm delivers the idol to DeHark, uh, but it will not work because it is incomplete. Diggle reveals to Baby Brother that he personally hid the missing piece in another location. Oliver does not trust Andy and confronts him. Diggle interrupts the interrogation and sides with his brother. Dehark orchestrates a prison riot. Oliver was fingering his arrow hole. It was really confusing. <laughs> uh, he orchestrates a prison riot, and the team sets out to stop him with Andy joining them. However, when the team reaches Dehark, Andy turns on <laughs> them and gives Damien the missing piece of his idol. Bum, bum, bum. Vince Russo wrote this episode of Arrow. What a swerve. Uh, with his powers restored, Dark stabs Laurel as revenge upon Captain Lance because he's a man of his word. Uh, but he had his powers restored. What? Oh, come on, man. What the fuck? Mm. That was just a dick move. S- just some silly shit. Uh, silly it's shit. more personal. You want to look at the whites of her eyes. He, uh, he escapes with Malcolm and Andy and several inmates. Uh, Laurel is then miraculously cured and then dies. Uh, and the, and everyone on the cast is sad. I'm sure legitimately nobody likes to see a, a fellow cast member leave the show, so I'm sure that scene uh, was played uh, as legitimately as possible. Uh, in flashbacks, Oliver helps the island prisoners escape and sets off a bomb to very writer to keep him from leaving the towns. Okay, so Glenn, what did you think of this episode? Um, it happened. Uh, no, it was... <laughs> Individually, it, it was it was an okay episode, but like I said, the show just beat me down to where I, I I can't see anything good anymore. It's like the opposite of being in love, where it's you know you're seeing it through rose tinted lenses. Like I just I don't care. Um, I hope it gets canceled, and I just never have to watch the show again. Uh, about the Neil McDowell, do you think that he was watching The Flash and was like, oh, okay, this is what I can do. I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll camp it up, ham it up, that kind of thing. And then he's put on Arrow and he just uh, he... shuts a uh, stark uh, or a dark uh, contrast to everybody else. Oh, you mean Neil McDonough? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, dude, like, it, it, if you guys have seen the uh, the Christian uh, Crook and uh, Chris Klein-led Street Fighter movie, you would know that Neil McDonough played M. Bison, and it's almost exactly the same as the way he's playing O'Har. <laughs> I don't know. I'll still, you know... It's almost exactly the same. I still exactly have fond memories like, of him ridiculous. and Band of Brothers and 
in the hitcher where he delivered like one of my mm-hmm. favorite lines ever when he tells Sean Bean to go fuck himself before he gets killed. But uh, you know, yeah, that's that, a shame. Uh, what did you think of the scene at the end, Glenn? The the Laurel Lance death scene. Uh, it's the way they set it up with the scene of like, I gotta talk to you, Ollie. And he's like, yeah, what's up, Laurel? And then they go outside of the uh, soundstage because that was fake as hell. Um, <laughs> that, that and then they just talk, and then all of a sudden she's swimming at the mouth and dies. Like, that was just the dumbest. Well, at least the uh, at least the actors and actresses in the scene played it well. I'm sure that was all legitimate emotion. They hate to see a cast member go. Uh, but honestly, at this point, I had no real attachment to her character and didn't really care if she stayed or went. And the so, whole Diggle thing, I mean, like, there was points where he'd even trust his wife, and all of a sudden he could just trust freaking secret organization forever. It, it had throwbacks to, uh... <laughs> but no, it was kind of like uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, like, what are you going to learn? That the guy is just a piece of shit and all he wants is money. And he also... Are you talking about Booth right now? Is that who you're mentioning? No, I'm talking about Ray no. Winston. I can't remember oh. his character's name. But he's like, I'm a capitalist. Like, sure. <laughs> that's not how that works, but okay. <laughs> what, did, what did you think of this episode, Aaron? Uh, you know, like you said, it was better than the last couple, but it's still mm-hmm. just... Mm. Not, a high, not a high bar. Uh, no. Not considering where they started from. This wasn't I mean, even. It, I mean, it, at it's this a point, it's higher, it's a higher bar. But you know, sure, you're still not sure. enough la- enough rungs up on the ladder to be not soaking in shit. Right. I mean, this wasn't even a low bar. The bar was set so low by the last two episodes that it's not even a bar that you walk. It's like the bar was buried in the ground, and you just walked over where the bar was buried. That's how low <laughs> the bar has been set by this show in these last couple of episodes. So you didn't even have to hop over. People casually walked over the bar without even knowing the bar was there. That's how low it was set. And uh, it was, compared to those last two episodes, this was the best episode of Arrow I've seen in a long time. But ultimately it was... I, I don't care for the Damien Dark character anymore. There was a point where it's like, it was weird with him. I wasn't on board, and then I got on board with Damien Dark. Now I could completely care less. I and don't how give a dumb fuck. does that idol look? The, oh my god! Yes, it's so bulky and weird. Does anybody so else hear a bunch of crows right now? Or am I the only one? No, I'm hearing birds too. Um, oh yeah, that's totally me. It's, uh, I'm looking morning. around, getting all paranoid and shit. Like, what is going on? Am I being attacked? <laughs> yeah, they heard us talking about dead meat, so they that's right. Circle. They're starting to circle around the show digitally. Did you ever uh, see We're Back? Like, that's what's about to happen. Um, all right, let's move on from the show as quickly as humanly possible. Glenn, score. Um, like a like two-ish? Mm-hmm. Well, what did you give last week? Uh, like a, a half or a oh, one. Oh, okay. So it's a vast improvement. Oh, uh, you know, we'll say two and a half. You know, it was it was almost okay. This show has improved by more than one hundred percent over the last week's episode. <laughs> it's a hundred and fifty percent improvement. Yeah, <laughs> to a two and a half. <laughs> Aaron, what about you? Uh, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really. It, if they make it to where Felicity B takes up the mantle of Black Canary, I'll, I'll, I'll be done with the show. 
I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll absolutely not watch it anymore. Oh, and you can see where they're laying the ground. Well, because it's already mentioned in the next synopsis about, you know, sightings of a new black canary. So, I mean, obviously, oh someone's going to pick, you know what I mean? Well, it's just, she is a badass now. Yeah, uh-huh. and yeah, you know, she know Laurel was teaching her some a, a little bit of stuff here or there. You know, it's just like ah, I could see them trying to do this silly shit. So, I don't know. I think it, it's gonna get worse, uh, personally. So, well, I mean, they could also get racist and just make Mister Terrific the Black Canary. Uh, since oh he's wow, man! <laughs> well, he did scream a lot last episode. <laughs> he did scream a lot. No, no, but you know, maybe that's good. Maybe Curtis will end up on the team now since they have a roster slot. You know what I mean? Sure. So that it, that there's potential for it to get better, but I, I think I really think they're going to try to make Felicity a black canary, and that's just that'll be it for me. I'll I'll, I'll retire from the show at that point. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like her emotions are just going to get whiplash if she oh, does that. Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> Did you I drop think, a story, Aaron? Uh, yeah, two and a quarter. Yeah, that's pretty I think good. that's okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go two and a half along with Glenn, so we're right in the same ballpark here. Uh, a part of me is just at this point wanting to say fuck it and be like two and one fourth, like two and two and one eighth, like just do like weird fractions or something. Like one and a fifth. Yeah. <laughs> two and as many penny points as you can cobble up. Yeah. Two and seventeen thirty fifths. Uh, just ridiculously weird stress. Who gives a fuck about this show? Moving on to a show we give more fucks about. It's season one, episode 10 of Legends of Tomorrow called Progeny. We've arrived at 2147. Oh my god. This kid's like a baby Hitler. This kid will one day be responsible for billions of deaths. We killed a little Lord Fauntleroy. There's got to be a better way. I could use your help. This isn't about killing. It's about saving. Travels to the year twenty one forty six to find uh, to find Vandal Savage uh, in a future that nobody could possibly ever imagine. Glenn and Aaron, it is a world in which corporations basically run countries. <laughs> Un- I just you mean two thousand and eight? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that exactly. Was a great fucking line. <laughs> uh, they discover that Savage is personally grooming a young child named. Perdegaton. Not one word. His first name is apparently Per. Last name, Degaton. You said Perd? No, Per. Not like Is, that, is it another shout-out to Perd Happily from the be, DC Universe? It'd be amazing if it was Perd. Uh, let's just go... Well, if you say it fast enough, Perd Egaton. Let's just go with it. His name is Perd Egaton. That works. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boy, what a snarky little fucker they had playing this guy, huh? For reals, uh, I really hated this kid. <laughs> and basically, and basically, uh, <laughs> and I don't know if you've heard about Per Degaton, but uh, <laughs> he basically uh, not per se. <laughs> he basically is the Hitler of the future. He's future Hitler. 
Uh, he grows up to unleash a virus that decimates most of the planet's population to allow Savage to rule the world. Well, uh, technically, he's Genghis Khan if we're going to go that route. But yeah, I suppose. And then, uh, and then Savage, of course, kills him. Would after you have to pronounce it how you say Damien Dark? Would it be Would it be Genghis Khan? Khan. Just stretch it out. Oh. No, it actually would be. I'm going to have to move my mic. My name is Khan. Dark. Khan. Yeah, that, that's why I was gonna move the mic back. <laughs> it's actually Genghis Khan. Khan. Uh, anyway, Khan. Khan. After debating whether or not to, to kill Purd before he commits this act, the team decides to remove him from the timeline and prevent Savage's rise to power. The kidnapping, however, does not affect the timeline in any way. So Rip releases Purd and implores him to not let Savage influence his decisions. Unfortunately, the team's intervention with Purr only accelerates the timeline. Oops, instead of five years before the end of the world, <laughs> it's five days or whatever it is, five hours, uh, causing the events to take place sooner. Uh, meanwhile, Ray is dismayed to find that his suit's technology has been used to create autonomous police robots that Savage will use to help conquer the world, and that his family line founded the company that created them, mostly his stupid-ass brother. Uh, Sydney, you son of a bitch. Was he ever mentioned before now? No. Sydney Palmer, what an awesome name. And apparently they're twins, because they look exactly alike, I guess. Uh, After settling his differences with Snart for the moment, Mick reveals that the Time Masters have released a group called... The Hunters, whose sole purpose is to, surprisingly, hunt them down and kill them, uh, including Mick, for failing to apprehend Rip and the others. Uh, also, it's not mentioned here, but Ray and Kendra's relationship is permanently sparked here, as Kendra is having a crisis of sorts as she is starting to get more and more of her memories of past lives with Connor, uh, especially focused on... Uh, their time in the fuck, what was it, Glenn? The twenties or the thirties or something? Yeah, when yeah, the professor or whatever I was born, I was guess a, was a child, uh, and she was having all of these conflicting feelings. Uh, what did you think of the episode this week, Glenn? Uh, I think I was supposed to not like it, but I guess because I like the characters, I did. Yeah, uh, to me, this was uh, because I like the characters as well for me. But continue. Yeah, I mean. Uh, it was kind of a waste to have Jewel State. She really didn't do anything. I was pretty excited to see yeah, her name she... in the cast, and then she was just kind it was of nice there. to see her, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was looking great. Uh, she didn't have a whole lot to do in this episode, but uh, yeah, Casper Crump. You know, he's still doing his thing of being like really creepy and maniacal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it was it was definitely an episode that felt like what we would think the future is. Uh, and I thought they yeah. kind of had some fun with the, you know, the drab colors. And he's like, oh, I can't believe we're wearing wool. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I think it was more of, like, the backdrop of it. I think they had more fun with it than the actual story. And that's that's why I like this episode. They were like, oh, we don't get that many people from Central City, you know, since Star Labs took over that part of the world. <laughs> the Star Labs Corporation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that kind of stuff, that's what made it. That's what made it fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually didn't think the CGI robots looked all that bad. No, me neither. At first, yeah. they looked pretty terrible. Like, once they started fighting, I was like, you know, the CGI is 
usually pretty, you know, you know, you could tell it they just passed it and it's a TV show, but there's certain moments that didn't look all that bad. Agreed. And uh, I, I mean, I, I did love the snart and um, heat wave stuff, the McRory stuff, because that was just, yes. uh, of course, it's how they would settle it. You know, bros being bros got to settle with this. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter if I kill you because they're going to kill me too. And now, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I recall so. Jen. Jen doesn't watch these shows with me, but she was in the room during this scene. And she was pleasantly surprised by it because they're having this conversation where, uh, you know, he's like, uh, you know, everybody seems to think we should have a heart to heart. And they're like, well, neither of us have hearts. And it's like, you know, well, I don't want to talk it out either. And then she just kind of goes like, then why are you talking to each other? And then not a second later, he goes, well, then let's stop talking and let's fight each other. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yes, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> like, normally they're like, you know, why are we even talking to each other? And then they keep talking. Uh, but these guys were just like, we're not going to be able to talk this out. Let's fight it out. Awesome. Just duke it out. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, if you kill me, you can leave the ship. <laughs> and... <laughs> If I kill you, then all of your worries are whatever it is. And uh, that was awesome. Uh, but of course, uh, they. Uh, Mick, Mick Rory is revealed to have uh, a fraction of his humanity left in him. And obviously, well, this and ties the, into the, the Predagaton like, story as well. They're doing a good job of, like, uh, you know, he's kind of a different character now, but still mm -hmm. the same. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like a nice, subtle little transition. I guess he's more reined in. He's less chaotic, but he's still kind of the same guy. I don't know. I'm that not, is stupid. I, yeah, I like the way they're doing it. Like, the way they handled him is, is pretty good. I mean, I, I, I like big, dumb, stupid McRory, but I, I think this version is going to be just fine. Yeah. Um, the Fort Degaton they used in this uh, episode, by the way, is probably n not... I think they more are using the name than the actual character, because at least according to this, he is a time traveler who has seemingly uh, who has uh, seeming immortality and precognitive abilities. Uh, so that was not this little kid. At least I don't think so. Anyway. Oh, well, maybe that's why. Maybe later on he, you know, he wants to figure out how Vandal Savage lived. For well, him. yeah, he didn't kill him. You know, now he he just took him on. So. Sure. Maybe he raises him. Uh, so, what did you think of the episode, Aaron? It was good. You know, it was a, a again just following Arrow. I mean, I think anything would be it would be great if they were smart. They would flip flop all the nights and put Arrow on Thursdays, and then you know move everything up. Yeah. Uh, and but then man, forget yeah, to just, air, uh, Arrow. It, it was good. You know, it's you know Brandon Routh. You know, he he plays doe eyed and weepy. I think better than anybody. Uh, you know, so he really got to put those <laughs> skills uh, on display Superman this episode. That's why Superman was so effective. Oh, yeah, the he's, he's just were actually worth weepy. a damn. Yeah. That, that was the other thing, yeah. And I, I, I love, you know, it, it's just fun seeing them, like, you know, like, the more they fight uh, as a team, it's just, you know, you get to see more of what you want to see as much superheroes kicking ass. Like, you know, they're trying to figure out how to fire all the weapons on the ship, and he's like, wait, we have superpowers. And then they just go <laughs> yeah. fight. It was great, you know. It was, <laughs> it's awesome. And they're, you know, they're... they're uh, their effects they're getting better i mean my god uh when ray was flying around with all those little you know not ultrons i mean it was pretty cool it was uh it's nice to see you know continually it's one of my favorite things to watch you know out of all the crap we have to sit through uh so yeah once again really liked it 
Yeah, um, this was a fine episode. It was, uh, as Glenn stated, it had more to do with the fact that I like the characters on the show uh, and less to do with the story per se. Although, I, I will say this, I, it's nice to see how imperfect they are. Uh, where he's got this idea, it's like Savage is going to turn this kid into baby Hitler and he's going to use him to, to but conquer they made the world it worse. and then kill him. Yeah, like, instead of him waiting failed. around for his dad to yes. die, he stabbed his father. Yeah. Uh, what? He, yeah, he, they failed, and in a grand scale, like, they made things worse. Way uh, worse. I like it. I like it. I like that these people are flawed. They're not always perfect. They can, yeah. they fuck up from time to yeah, time. That's why, that's why, you know, I like those Mission Impossible movies, because Tom Cruise, you know, A, dies in one of them, and then, you know misses a jump and gets beat up a lot of times like yeah it's nice to have flawed characters that are right completely perfect indiana jones i mean indiana jones and nathan drake are essentially the same character but that's their thing as well <laughs> like they're they're not superheroes in the sense that they just wind up in fantastical situations and sometimes they fuck up and things go wrong yeah and that, that's called tension I like no. I mean, look, and and I like and I like the other kind of superheroes, the guys who always are good at everything and always do great. It's nice to have that dichotomy. But every now and again, I like people that are just flawed people that that sometimes fuck up. And this is kind of a grand scale fuck up. Like they they unintentionally caused the end of the essentially the end of civilization five years earlier than it was supposed to be oh yeah uh instead of stopping it for good uh and then what do they do they leave yep they're like well they just take uh, right the fuck off they're like okay i get nothing we can do here might as well go time to go to the old west <laughs> they just take right off yeah old west jonah let's, hex let's go back oh, further. Man. that's right they they showed jonah hex in the teaser for next week i can only oh. imagine that it's gonna turn out better than the movie jonah hex. it already looked better the makeup already looked better yeah sure. maybe it'll be as good as the digital short maybe we'll find out <laughs> it's it's a and it's a thor frudenfall directed episode mm. uh next week and that's okay. a uh and this one is a uh berlanti story as well so he's oh. He's, uh, the Berlanti is getting in on this and writing it with Gu Mark Guggenheim. So, uh, hmm. all right, scores, Glenn, for uh, this episode of Legends. Uh, you know, like three, three and a three fourths. You know, almost not quite a four, but you know, mm -hmm. hovering around there. I, it gets a lot of a lot of sympathy points be just because I I like the characters in the show. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, they they they're they're getting good. I gave it a three and a half based solely uh, after having watched that great McRory Leonard Snart fight scene. Uh, it was just so refreshing to see that. I because it would be so out of character for them to sit down and actually have a heart to heart conversation about. <laughs> and I, I love things. how how uh, what were how he just rolls into the room, didn't even look at him, and then almost did like a like a quick little like snap and just wham. Mm -hmm. It was just you know he was on him like a shark. I just I thought the way he he just rolled into that room like that was awesome. I and was he is, on my ass off. And he is still far from Citizen Cold at this point. I mean, earlier on in the episode, they're like they didn't want to say murder the child, and he's like murder the child. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> so what you're saying is murder the child. Okay, let's do this. And uh, everyone else is like, yeah, he was halfway out of the door, man. He was ready to rock. He's like, cool. <laughs> the kids go back. Hey, kid, you may want to find another mentor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> God, he's great. Uh, Aaron, your score for this episode? Four and a quarter. Really liked it. 
Yeah, this is a great show. Uh, it's a shame that last week's ratings dropped below two million viewers. Just below. oh shit. Uh, I mean, it is it is renewed for another season. Well, but... they need to have it switch with Arrow. They need to have it as the time slot mm-hmm. before Supernatural. Yeah. But I mean, the rate and, and the sad thing is the ratings have been kind of on a steady decline, which is a shame. Oh. Or they should have it come on or before the Flash, because they're mean, essentially the same kind of tone. Yeah, they are. I mean, an Arrow is pulling in more viewers, which is just sad. God I mean, it, it's, I know it's been on longer, so they've had time to cultivate that audience of people that are like, "Well, I've stuck with it this long." Uh, so guilty. That's <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's us. <laughs> Right, that's why we have to do a show about it. We started, we well, the idea was to start a show about the Flash because that was just starting, but we're like, well, fuck it. I mean, Arrow's on the same network the day after, even though it's four seasons in. But the excuse was that Flash was starting, so we could inch our way in. Which is also, if people pay attention, that's how we kind of weaseled our way into doing a Walking Dead podcast because Fear the Walking Dead started their first season and that's how we weaseled into starting talking about walking dead in their sixth season so uh which ultimately will what what an ending uh all right so uh we're gonna come back next week with more again i think it's just arrow and legends if memory serves uh or is flashback next week does anybody know i don't think it's back next week is it was back the 19th oh fuck really yeah Mm -hmm. Oh, let me go. Let me go take a. Let me go take a look at this because uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'm looking at. Uh, I'm all sorts of fucking confused now. I'm looking at this, and the next Arrow episode isn't until April 27th. So I thought uh, they said next Wednesday. I'm looking at. I mean. Great, I wasn't paying all that much attention yeah. to what was happening. But. Episode episode 19 air date is scheduled for April 27th. Uh, so, uh, yes, Ugh. they are back with The Flash next week. Jesus, this is hard to... Actually, you know what? No, it's not. Next Tuesday is the 12th, and Flash's return is the 19th. So do we have just a Legends of Tomorrow episode next week? I guess. Oh. Unless Legends is off. No, uh, April 14th for the next Legends. So that's next So week. just Legends next week. Alright, jeez, uh, now we've figured that out. Okay. Uh, we'll be back next week with Season <laughs> 1, Episode 11 of Legends of Tomorrow called The Magnificent Eight. Magnificent Eight.